that were on the planes overhead. And he realized the planes were Japanese. United States was thrown into war in 1941 because the Japanese government sent 350 planes to Pearl Harbor on the morning of December 7th. They were asleep. Pearl Harbor was asleep. It was supposed to be a day of rest for the military soldiers at Hawaii's Pearl Harbor Naval Base on the island of Oahu, but at 7.55 a.m., Japanese fighters' planes zoomed in without warning to attack the United States Pacific Fleet. Thousands of lives were lost that day, and it was in that, at that day that President Franklin, Franklin Delano Roosevelt would call a date which would live in infamy. The sudden attacks might have been taken many by surprise, but the Japanese have been planning the operation for months. On, on November 26, 1941, 31 warships carrying fighter planes and bombers slipped from Japan into the northern Pacific. They moved silently until they closed in on the Hawaiian Islands. A small Japanese plane made a loop around the target and radioed back. Pearl Harbor sleeps. Of course, as we know, at the dawn of seven, at December 7th, kamikaze pilots directed their planes directly into the ships that were bunched up because they were asleep. 188 aircraft of the U.S. aircraft was destroyed. In all, 2,280 servicemen and women were killed. 1,109 were wounded. 68 civilians, people who were not in the military, also lost their lives. The attack lasted two hours. I want to present a message to you today. Wake up. Wake up. In the name of Jesus, can you please pray with me? I want God to speak directly through me because I know that he has a word. That he has a message for this service tonight. In the name of Jesus. I need your anointing right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we know you are able. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In the name of Jesus. My original thought that I wrote down, I realized today two years ago, was awaken out of the pew. We must not be asleep when the enemy is awake. 
We must awaken out of the bed. We have to awaken out of the pew. We have to awaken out of our life and realize the war is going on on a daily basis. We must exercise the weapons of our warfare, sword of the Spirit, shield of faith, because a sword is useless or dangerous, even dangerous to the user that is not skilled in how to fight with it. Jesus. Sister Ava. In the medieval times, there was a sword that was about six foot long that men would yield, wield and kill their enemies with. But if today I gave you that same sword, I don't think you could kill a fly with it. We must be conditioned. We must work to be able to hold the sword. Sergeant York was thrown into World War II. But the only reason he got the awards and the accolades that he did is he grew up in the middle of Tennessee where guns were commonplace. He captured over 200 men one time because he started shooting enemy soldiers like he did the turkeys back home. But he knew his weapon. What would happen if Sergeant York was asleep in the middle of the Tennessee woods? What if he neglected to learn how to shoot? Of course it was a necessity, but was it a necessity? What if he had grown up in the middle of the city did not know how to use a weapon like so many soldiers did. He went through boot camp just like we need to. We must be conditioned for war. Sleep is a very dangerous thing. We spend about 24 hours of our lives in a 70 year lifespan asleep 24 years not 24 hours man you would be a deprived person Amen. yeah I, I, mm, lord 24 years of a 70 year lifespan you spend asleep but what would happen we spent 24 of our spiritual years Sleep. Jesus' name. Psalms 18, starting in verse 30. Say amen when you have it. As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. 
For who is God save the Lord, and who is a rock save our God? He teaches my hand, he maketh my feet like hind feet, and setteth me upon my high places. He teacheth my He teacheth my hands to war, so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Thou hast also given me a shield of thy salvation, and thy right hand hath holden me up, and thy gentleness hath made me great. You know, David was not prepared for full extent of war when he first went out to the field to shepherd the sheep. In this psalm, he realized that God had a purpose for him in that field. He had been training him for what was to come. Just as I said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Will you be crippled on the ignorance of the sword? Will you be crippled by being asleep and not training when we need to train? You must realize that Almost every message that I prepare and come before this pulpit with has been preached to me and still working on it. But when the alarm sounds in the morning, do we get up and fasten the breastplate of righteousness on our chest? Do we make sure the sword grip and our war grip is strong on the sword? So we can go out into our day with a confidence that no matter what comes your way, with God, nothing is impossible. With God. Please turn with me to Ephesians 6. I've been trying to get better at bringing a Bible and just making it work. Because I have my notes, but I want to be better at the Word. I want to be better and be quick about it because so many times we get spoiled because boom, boom. Oh, there we go. I want to be trained. I want to be trained. Ephesians 6, of course, we know that's talking about the whole armor of God. Do you have it up there? If you have it up there, let's do it because 
uh, let's have insurance up there and let's just say that 613 wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore having your loins girt up about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherein with ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying always. Praying always. I have a anti. Hmm, let's see. Let me just say it and you can figure out what it is. It's the RPF strategy. Read, pray, fast. Every day, I want to implement the RPF strategy. It's the greatest weapon. It's bigger than the nuclear bomb. The RPF sounds like a, like a big old bazooka is what it sounds like to me. I could see a big, big old bazooka and have RPF on it. Read, pray, fast. So who is ready? Because, no, I'm not ending this service. I'm going ahead. Because we must realize that we have to wake up. You might realize that you are asleep. You might realize that your war hand is weak on the sword. But how do we do it? How do we train? How do we get stronger? How are we prepared? And the first part of it is RPF. Because we must connect with God and then others. Because if you don't, you will be crippled. By the ignorance of the word. And the enemy will be. Will cripple you. By causing a distraction. Or lulling you back to sleep. 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 5. Number four, verse four. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, as do others, but as let us watch and be sober. 
For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us that whether we wake or be asleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now, it's a lengthy reading. Just go ahead with me. It's coming. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly and comfort the feeble-minded. Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. That's the second part of the strategy. Supporting the weak. Be patient toward all men. Rejoice forevermore. Pray without ceasing in everything. I don't know pastor's favorite scripture. But I know my favorite scripture that he quotes. That has become an anthem, I feel like, in our church. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. We must be together. We must be together. If you see somebody that is weak, uphold them. If you see somebody that is not, I don't think, feeble-minded as in downtrodden. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Having a hard time. Down in their spirit. Or young in the faith. That's who we need to hold on to. We must train. The Wells family, the, the first, the first, the younger group. We listened. You let me have access to a Audible subscription of y'all, and there was a. There was the very first one that I listened to called the Day of War. And in that Day of War, it was talking about David's mighty men of valor. They, he, they explained in that book, talking about the wedge. Wedge warfare. Where nothing could penetrate 
if all the men were strong. They would march forward and attack because they had confidence in their brother. They trained. That story explains how David put them through the ringer before they were ready for war. We must wake up, we must train, and fight, for the enemy is upon us. This world is a dying world, and it's going to hell. Will we go with it? Will we go with it? We must wake up. On a Sunday morning. Will you be asleep? When the pilots. Of the demon world come. And try to sabotage your ships. Will you be asleep? The opportunity that you can see and the door that you can walk through and say, hey, I see the enemy. We have to get our planes in the air. We're going to have to start the RPF strategy real fast. Will you be ready? Please stand with me. you're comfortable come on up to the front I think that bridge of the special that we sang would be a perfect 